Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Elgin Justice, and welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class. I wanted to talk just for a minute, or 15, about this concept of the nature of things. And um, it started, I had an interesting session with Maurizio Wednesday morning. He was working on the character who freed the concentration camp. And it just so happened that um, he had a way of working in the, that brought up this particular issue about exploring the nature of something. And I thought I'd use that as an example. Here's the thing. Part of our creative work involves looking at something, as an example, like a concentration camp, and having an idea of what that must be like, even though there's no possibility that you would have that experience. We worked on what is the nature of a horror. And this is really, really iffy territory. But what we're trying to do always is find something that's actable, something that's doable. So in this particular instance, I said, well, what do you think that's like? And he said, well, I, I would say maybe it's like looking at a dog that's been beaten up terribly. I mean, he, he, built some visual images, not so experientially, but there were some visual images there. And so he said it was like coming on, you know, a dog that had been beaten up. And I said, so then what do you do? And he said, well, you want to get the dog's trust. And so you move very, very cautiously. And so I said, okay, good. Now we're leaving the dog. But what we're grabbing from that experience is the idea of moving very, very cautiously to get trust. And he kind of talked out how we got that. You know, if, if you'd been in a concentration camp and you had been in that particular situation, that it was that you would need to trust someone and that that was going to be an issue. So... What it did in that odd way of looking at it was it gave you something that was actable. It gave you something that was actable 
in a way that horror is not particularly actable. If you, somebody says, oh, it's a scene about the horror, and you say, oh, okay, I know how to play that, and then you're going to leap into a cliché. But finding something that is doable, finding something you can do, finding something that gives you an actable uh, action, if you will, that gives you something to hold on to. I'll get back to this in a minute. What it reminded me of, however, was many years ago when I first started teaching, this was in the mid-80s at Stella School, and I was directing a play with the then-student Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo was tortured by the fact that in this particular play, his best friend had committed suicide. And in a, a moment that was very typical of Mark Ruffalo during those years, he screamed in the middle of rehearsal, my God, my best friend just committed suicide. I feel nothing. What kind of actor am I? Anyway, it was one of those sort of huge scenes of which we had many when he was young. <clears throat> At any rate, I called Stella. And I said, I'm having difficulty. I'm not quite sure how to help this actor. He's a very, very good actor, but he cannot, he can't grab onto this moment. And I told her what the moment was. And Stella said, take it from the shock. And I thought that was interesting. For Stella, who could do it physically, she said, it's as if you... You touch a hot stove, you pull, it, you pull away quickly. There's a shock. But it hit me how interesting that was because you can't play that moment, perhaps, but what you can do is figure out what that moment is. It's a shock. And take it from the shock. Then you can go to the nature of shock. and shock, you pull away which is, again, it's a doable activity. That, to me, was really interesting. I thought it was really smart because a lot of times we get slightly overwhelmed with the scene. And we have this belief, like, you know, how can I do that? I've never, I've never experienced that. I don't know what that's like. But, but it's all human reaction. And that's what makes it work. As a human being, you would understand what shock was. If you looked at several things that, let's say, in playing shock, you would have several, several choices. And the part of your talent is figuring out which one works for this play in this circumstance. In other words, there was a shock uh, when you watch the World Trade Centers being bombed, and you say, "Well, that's not that's not going to work for this." For this, in that particular shock, I was stunned, and I just I sat there. I was unable to move. So you say, "All right, so maybe that will work for this. Maybe that won't." But what I'm doing is I'm trying to figure out what is the nature of shock. Because 
my ability to identify what's going on in the scene is clear. When, when I find out that my best friend's committed suicide, I can make a decision that there's a shock. So that much I can figure out. The question is, how, how do I act that? Becomes another issue. So it really tells you that as an actor, you have to be very smart. The example, and she only did it once that I can remember, but the example that Stella gave in class, she said, the scene is about loss. And she said, I want, I, I want to explore loss. And she said, so I go to my brother's death. And I asked myself the question, so what, do, what did I do? What do you do in a moment like that? And she said, you want to hold on. You want to hold on to, to something. You want to hold on to the memory. And then she said, all right, now I have a sense of what is doable about loss. Now I can leave my brother. Now I can go back to my play. And I, when I go back to the play, I say, yes, this is fine. I want to hold on. So it's, I think this is very difficult. And it really demands that you have a, a, an amazing ability to think through things. But it, it just seems to me as if there, there are points where you look at it and you say, oh, my God, how do I do that? And so we have to find a road into it. And I think the road into it is once I can figure out what the nature of something is, I can explore the nature of it and figure out what is it that I do in that circumstance. We're trying very hard to get into depth with characters, with what our play is about. And I worry sometimes that not only do we take the first thing that comes along, which none of you do anymore, but that we don't dig quite enough. Our need to come up with an answer is so intense that we don't dig quite enough. <laughs> there is another funny moment that I'll follow this one with because Maurizio said, okay, now I understand it, but I have to do it. <laughs> I said, oh dear, um, now I have to do it. Okay, so... I've talked about this before, this concept of going there, wherever there is. It's a word that, like so many words in acting, I don't think you can define accurately. But it's certainly one of the reasons that I think Meryl Streep is so strong is because she always goes there. And, boy, it's a huge thing. It's, it's really a huge thing that you just let go and go where the circumstance of the play leads you. You don't worry about 
diction. You don't worry about energy. You don't worry about anything except that moment where you go there. But that's really it. I, I, I have to say that's, that's really it. I, I admire some of you. It's easier than others. For Walker and me, it's almost impossible. <laughs> we were so well brought up, we were told never to have an emotion. And so it, we didn't. Um, so breaking through that was something else. But I mean, that's really one of the things that you, that you want. You're, it's so, my God, acting. It's so vulnerable. It is so, you're, you're letting people see your veins. Um, I've told you this story before, uh, but I will tell it again because I, I, I think it's so clear. When I was coaching Kira Sedgwick back in her childhood, and she had an audition, and we, we'd worked on it, and we'd worked on it, and had this great action. Uh, I think it was for a Michael Keaton movie. And her husband uh, had terminal cancer. She was pregnant and uh, he would die before the baby was born. And he, he had dwindled into hopeless alcoholism. And so she had a monologue that she had to do, which was the audition monologue where she had to, it was about, I want you to be involved with this baby's life, even though you're never going to meet it, and all of that. And we'd come up with this action to pull your husband back to life. And so we went through the monologue, and it was great. And I went, good. And she knew me very well, and she looked at me, and she said, what? And I said, well, if you want the part, you have to go there. And she said, all right, let's do it again. And man, it was unbelievable. I mean, it, every possible vein in her body was a part of this need to bring her husband back to life. And I said, that's it. She, so she had the audition the next day. She was staying with me. And when she came home, I said, so how did it go? And she said, eh. And I said, why? Eh. And she said, well, when I went into the audition, there were three people sitting there. And they were such assholes that she said, I thought, I don't want to let them see that much of me. And man, that's it. That, I, that is, is really where we go. They see that much of us. And it's, you know, it, it's remarkable to me because it's, it's, it, and, and it's almost like you thank them for letting you go there. Hi, everybody. It's Walker Vreeland. I'm the producer of I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. Director of online media is Evan Sollers, and music is provided by David DeJuice. If you have a question or comment you'd like Milton to address on an upcoming episode, email us at questionsformilton at gmail.com. Again, that's questionsformilton at gmail.com. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Thanks so much for listening.